Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. Uh, as we uh, are going to be talking about Christmas uh, over the next couple of weekends and, and what it's all about. And so we're, we're, we're sort of pausing from the series we've been doing and staying present in the presence. And I want to talk about uh, Christmas. This, this is kind of called the Christmas story. Um, and uh, it, it's really trying to answer that. What is Christmas all about and what that looks like? Uh, in the process. I have a, uh, speaking of Christmas, I have a little Christmas story uh, myself that I thought I would share with you and see if you like this. This couple was Christmas shopping at the mall on Christmas Eve and the mall's packed. And as the wife walked through the mall, she was surprised to look up and see that her husband was nowhere around. She's quite upset because they had a lot to do. And she was a little worried as well. So she calls him on the cell phone, asks where he was. And in a calm voice, the husband says, honey, you remember that jewelry store we went into about five years ago where you fell in love with that diamond necklace that we couldn't afford and I, I told you that I would get it for you one day and the wife choked up and started to cry and said, yes, I, I remember that jewelry store. And he said, well, I'm in the sports bar right next to it. <laughs> that was funny. David just looked at me sitting next to his wife and went, well, that's not funny. Good. <laughs> Good cover. I told that to my wife. She said, well, you should say, you know, that he really did buy it, but he's making it, he's going to surprise her with it later, and he's making a cover story. So that's, she said, you needed a redemptive end to that story. <sighs> Scripture reading I put here on purpose just for awkward silences. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. How blessed is God. And what a blessing he is. He's the father of our master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessing in him. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind, had settled on us with the focus of his love, to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift-giving by the hand of his beloved son. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross, we're a free people, free of penalties and punishments chalked up by all our misdeeds, and not just barely free either, abundantly free. And blessed be the word of the Lord. And so I want to talk to you about what Christmas is all about and sort of a, a four-point, four-act story, if you would, and uh, what that looks like. And the, the first point is this, or the first act is this, is that God created us to love us. God created us to love us. Ephesians 1.4, again from the message, long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. God made us to love us. Now, um, sometimes we, we might wonder what that looks like and one of the, the ways that I think we can, we can talk about that is something I want you to think about. How God shows you his love for you is, is one of the things that he does is he has created in you the ability to experience pleasure, the capacity to enjoy life. God didn't want you just to endure, endure life, he wants you to enjoy it. Um, and so uh, think about this, um, God gave us senses uh, in this world. He didn't have to, but he did. Uh, and so he gave us eyes to see, and then he filled the world with color. 
Um, there's actually no purpose for color when you think about it except for pleasure. We don't need it. We don't have to have color to survive. Um, it could have been a colorless universe. It could have been drab and dark, um, ugly, dull, dry, drab, no color at all, but it's not how it is. God created color in magnificent and incredible ways, and it's all for your enjoyment to, to stop and, and uh, make you sometimes look at his creation and catch your breath. And, and he even gave you the ability to choose colors that you like and colors that you don't like. And, and you know, many of us, we, we choose colors that we like and we, in our clothing, we wear colors that we like and there's some clothes that we, we say, well, I don't like that color. Um, again, it's, it's all because you have the sense to look at that um, that God gave you, that he created you because he loves you. He gives you eyes and then he fills the world with color. Um, art, when you see art, uh, it's for pleasure. Um, it was all created so that we could enjoy it. When, you, when you're driving across the bridges and, and at certain times and you see the sunsets and the sunrises and the colors that um, happen and, and you, it makes you stop. When you, maybe if you've been up north in the, in the fall and you've seen the colors on the trees and, and you're actually stopped where you're at, at the, at the magnificence of the colors that are streaming into your brain through your eyes, um, all of that was done for your pleasure and it, and it came from God because he loved you so much. How about ears? You ever thought ears? Uh, amazing, they're just two or three little bones in the ears, but the way God put them together um, allows you to be able to hear and then God filled the world with amazing sounds. You don't have to have sound to exist, but he created again sound for your pleasure. Um, music, the purpose of music. Um, the, you know, really, its purpose is pleasure. That's what it's there for for you to enjoy. It's not something that we need to survive and yet you find music in every culture because it gives us pleasure. It's something we enjoy. Um, this is one of my favorites, taste buds. God gave us taste buds. Aren't you glad that he did that? Um, think of your favorite food or if you're like me, your favorite foods. Um, and, and so he gave us uh, taste buds and then he filled the world with flavors. There's no, there's no purpose for flavor other than for pleasure. Um, he, we could be like cars and that we could operate you know, like on one kind of fuel, like, like tofu. Can you imagine what kind of world it would be if all you had was tofu? <laughs> Not picking on tofu, but uh, you know, can, have you ever thought about life and yet it's not how he did it he he created taste buds and and then and then taste for our pleasure so that that we could sit and eat and and experience that sort of pleasure and when god looks at you and sees you enjoying life he he gets pleasure he says that's my creation enjoying what i made them to enjoy and so uh, God loves it when you enjoy something else that he's made. It's an evidence of his love. Everything in the world he created because he loved it and he created you because he loved you. And so many, many of the things that we take for granted on a daily basis um, were given to us and, and by God because he loves us. And I, we take that stuff for granted. I mean, I don't, I don't imagine that we stop very often and thank God for taste buds. Uh, 
And, and I don't think, you know, we, we stop often enough and, and like thank him for air, um, but we couldn't do it and, and the water and the sun and those sort of things. But God gives them all to us as gifts of his love. So that's sort of the first point. God created us to love us. The second point uh, or the second act in the Christmas story is this, that we all walked away from God's love. We have all walked away from God's love. Isaiah 53, 6 in the message says this, we are, we are all like sheep who've wandered off and gotten lost. We've all done our own thing, gone our own way. And God has piled all our sins, everything we've done wrong on him, on him. We've walked away from the love of God. I've done it, you've done it, everybody's done it. We've done it many times. We do it on a daily basis. We walk away from his love. Um, uh, and of course, you know, the, the first couple, Adam and Eve, they did it initially. And, uh, you know, I've had time uh, and I process this all the time and I, I think about it and I wonder uh, how, um, how they could have messed this thing up initially. I get it. But, I mean, if you think about it, they, they were created by God. They were in a perfect environment in the Garden of Eden. And, uh, and, and you know, here's the thing. When he made this garden, um, everything in it is perfect. There's no problems. There's no mosquitoes. Uh, it's, it's a gorgeous place. Adam's there. And, and God makes him a perfect partner when he makes him Eve. And, you know, Adam sees Eve and he says, Girl, you're the only woman in the world for me. And, uh, Girl, did you like that? So think about it. You're in, a, you're in a perfect paradise. There's no stress. There's no interruptions. There's no painful memories. There's no dysfunctional family. There's no in-laws. There's no kids. There's no clothes. How do you mess that up? But they did. And, and here's the thing. God says, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you guys a choice. Uh, I want you to love me, not because you're forced to it. There's no other options, but because you have a, a choice to make, to either love me or not to love me. So he said, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put one tree in this garden, one tree in this garden. It's off limits. Everything else. See, because some people think God's a big meanie. Why do you do that? But look, everything else is yes. Everything else is yes. It's, it's, all, it's all created for you to enjoy. Everything here, I'm with you. Everything is a big yes in your world. Except for this one tree, that's a no. If you love me, you'll stay away from that tree. That was the deal. Wasn't a big mean deal. Wasn't anything else. But just a choice. So, and really, as small a choice as possible. There's, there's one. Stay away from that. Everything else. Great, big, huge, wonderful deal. Yours. Stay away from one tree. Um, you know, I think about it. He could have been a big Scrooge and made it really difficult. But it's, it's so the opposite of that. Uh, it wasn't, it's not like he's really making it tough on them. Everything's yours, one, no. And uh, you know what they do? The, the temptation was as small as he could make it, and yet that's the one they headed for, where they got stuck. And so there was a, there's a big issue, and, and we know what happened as a consequence of the fall. And we've all done it since, so we can't just go, oh, if they hadn't done it, everything would have been good. We've all chosen to go our own way instead of his way, ever since and uh, it's caused a problem it separated us from God uh, a chasm that we couldn't cross in our own strength so what does he do the third act of the Christmas story point number three is this that God sent Jesus to woo us back 
1 John 4, 9. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. And really this is what Christmas is all about. God sent Jesus to woo us back to him. He's not going to force you to love him. It's still your choice. But he wants to woo you back once again with his love. And if you don't hear anything else uh, today, hear this. God wants you back. Wants you back. He created you to love you. We've all walked away and done our own thing. And, and there's a lot of stuff that we've done without his input. But he says, look, I don't care what you've done. I want you back. And so he sends Jesus to earth. Came in human form so that we could know what God is like. So we could hear from him, I want you back. I want to love you. And that's really what Christmas is all about. Jesus came, fully God, fully man, to tell us that he loves us, that God loves us, and he wants us back. So the last part of the Christmas story, point four, is this. We, we get to choose. Once again, we had a choice in the beginning. We get another choice. It's really good. We can choose to accept or reject God's love. Acts 10.35, it makes no difference who you are, where you're from, if you want God and are ready to do as he says, the door is open. With all the events that happened, with, the, with Jesus coming and with the cross and the, the, the death and the resurrection and all the things that happened, God's still not going to force his love on us. We choose to accept or reject what Jesus did for us in coming at Christmas and in dying for us on the cross. And so we have this choice once again. We've all chosen in our lives to walk away. But we all get to choose again to, to accept what Jesus did for us on the cross and to invite him into our lives as Lord and Savior. We always get that choice whether or not there's going to be room for Jesus in our lives. It's like every year the, the, uh, when we look at Christmas, there's the, the story in the Christmas story of there being no room at the inn. And the innkeeper had to say, I'm sorry, I don't have room for you. In some ways, we're all like that innkeeper. And we get to decide if we have room in our hearts and lives for Jesus to invite him in. And my prayer is that you have. Um, you know, I look at this group uh, today, and I'm sure that you have. And, and that you continue to think about that. But if for some reason you haven't invited Jesus into your heart and life, then, then do it today. Don't, don't wait another day. And really, it's, it's just humility and faith and humility... It's admitting to God that you're broken, that you have indeed walked away and done your own thing, that you've chosen to do things that you shouldn't over time. And then asking him to forgive you and in, in faith then um, receiving this, this movement that God makes towards you in Jesus and inviting and accepting Jesus into your heart and life as your Lord and Savior. And so if you've never done that, please do it today. We'd be happy to pray with you to make that happen. But even if you're watching on television or, or on the video, it's, it's really just a matter of a prayer that says, Lord, would you forgive me for my sin? And Jesus, would you come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior? If you've never prayed that sort of prayer, do it today. It's absolutely the best Christmas gift you will ever receive, ever. And we'd encourage you to do that today. So if you need any help with that or anything, call us or write us or email us or let us know what we can do for you. And if, you're in, uh, if you're in the congregation tonight and you need help with that, we'll certainly pray for you. But we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll end it there for today and move into our worship time together.